Welcome, my friends, to Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat, the podcast that never ends, where we gather our clan and talk about the peace and love in our lives, the difficulties along the journey, and how we rise up from them. We will experience a little thing I call cluberty together, and by the end of the show, we're going to find our sweet spot. I'm Uncle Dave, and our transformation starts right here. Hey now, and how are you doing? Want to welcome you to the next episode of Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat. Today's guest, we're going to talk about, is another coach, but this guy, Michael, I got to tell you, he brings such a look at things. He works through his autoimmune de- deficiency, and he that's what he's coaching. He's helping people change. And one of the magic things that he does, he knew about havening even before I started talking about havening. So I was impressed with him within the first few minutes of us getting to know each other. And the more I speak to him, got to tell you, I'm impressed every time. So here we are. How are you doing today, Michael? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, no, I, I love it. You know, you and I uh, love that we connected in December. We physically connected in December when we got to meet at the BLN, and we're in so many different communities together. But the really ma- the magic is the magic that you do. Uh, I don't want that to go long. So you said you're doing fine today, uh, but what do, what do you do? How did you get here? What brings you peace and love? Yeah, so I'm the most... So I am the autoimmune coach. I work with people who have multiple sclerosis, giving them confidence for everyday life through diet, stress management, and lifestyles that they can live to their full potential for the reason that God created them for. How I got here was in May 2018, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. I can remember the day when the doctor walked into the room and he said, you have multiple sclerosis. Like the white walls in front of me, uh, my mind went blank for a little bit because you'd always heard of people getting worse, nobody getting better with it. And really, what is multiple sclerosis? So I ended up having a conversation with my dad, and he said, Michael, if you keep on living the same way that you're living right now, you'll end up in a wheelchair. So I thought about it for a little bit and then made some changes. And what I learned to help me improve, that's what I do. And I teach my clients and help them improve and get better with their conditions. Okay. So what, what, what are the first things? I mean, to get that type of diagnosis. And again, as you had mentioned, you generally don't hear people getting better from that. What is, what's the first thing? So let's start out there. What's the first thing that you would suggest to somebody who gets a, a diagnosis like that or a diagnosis that they believe is not going to get any better? So the first thing I would suggest to them is make changes to your diet because that's something that do that's quick and I won't and that it's that it's quick and it's easy and something that you can do to improve your life that when I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, I followed a diet called AIP, autoimmune protocol, and it just takes all the common food sensitivities and it eliminates them. And then after a while, you reintroduce them and see what you're sensitive to and see what you're not sensitive to. So the first thing I would suggest to somebody is 
work on your diet and eliminate the find out what foods that you're sensitive to, not allergic, sensitive, and then eliminate those and then work on heal. And then that'll help you start healing up your gut because gut health is extremely important because our guts are, we've got our brain brain, we've got our gut brain, and then your gut has its own cells and everything in it. So that controls a lot of how your body will react, whether it gets worse or better. Okay, so it, it, part of it is mindset, but also is, is you know, uh, diet and do that. So what was the first thing that you, you attacked when you, when you looked at it? Because you're, you're a warrior to deal with what you needed to deal with. Yeah, so diet was one of the first things I did. I also worked on changing thoughts like you talked about how mindset is extremely important that when I realized that when I was first diagnosed that my thoughts could really hurt me or they could help me out mm. and I thought I need to surround myself with positive people and I was a pipe fitter in industrial construction at the time or I might have been a helper around then and then no pipe fitter. That was, I had just worked my first job as a pipe and then I got my diagnosis afterwards. But I realized that in industrial construction, a lot of the people who work it aren't very positive. So I thought I need to work with positive people. I thought, man, who do I know who's positive? And then you might have the same realization that I have when you go through something extremely stressful or weird. There just aren't that many people who you're like, oh, man, that positive. Like, I want to be around. I'm like, there just aren't that many people who are around. So I couldn't think of anybody who is just positive all the time like that. So I thought, where can I find positive people i went i don't know but there's youtube university so every single day when i woke up every single night before i went to bed i typed in motivation or motivational speakers i listened to it every single night and every single day and i went it doesn't matter whether it's true or whether they're just telling me whatever just believe it and then after a while i'll start thinking positive so I just listened to it again and again and again, and then I changed my thoughts into being positive, and I brainwashed myself into being positive, and that was a major change that I did in my life. Well, you must have seen the, the, the change because we can't fake, we can't really fake it till you make it. You know, it, it's you know it's been shown. I mean, that's the toxic positivity, right? You can't. You know, there's some days. You, I'm sure that you wake up and you're like, no, today's not my day. Like it's it's just not a day that I could be positive. You have to acknowledge part of that. So even when you received your diagnosis, you knew you were going to attack the problem, but you also didn't know what that was going to bring to you. And and now that you've kind of switched your mindset so much and your diet, that's where the power really has become. Right. And the an important thing to say out of this. The grief process that I went through. 
And a lot of people, when you get hit with some big news, that people, they have been going through that process. And that that might be, that might be the most important, one of the most important things you do early on is you go through that grieving process. Because if you never do, then that just builds up inside of you. And then I'll talk to single parents and they'll be going through something difficult. I'll be like, sounds like you're still going through the grieving process. And this was years and years Mm -hmm. and years, like five, 10 years after whatever happened. I'm like, you have to go through that process because if you never do, then you end up becoming a victim to whatever that situation was. So if you go through that process and you work through it, then you become a victor instead of a victim at the end. And you're better off because of it. Because there were some times when I can remember praying a ton to God and being like, God, like, why? (laughs) I haven't really done anything to deserve this. Why? And going through all those thoughts and then realized that I need to work on my relationship with God and worked on that. And that was a huge step through the grieving process that helped me out a ton. Yeah. There's lots of ways for the grieving process. And it's, uh, you know, right. at some point when we go through something really traumatic, it, we, we do ask the whys, you know, why me? I'm a good person. And, and, and most of us are good people, right? Bad bad things do sometimes happen to good people, and it, it sucks when it happens. But uh, it also sounds like, and this is where I'm really driving the point home, is that you looked for the, the message. You looked for not to be a victim, not to say, this happened to me, why, 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 to live into, okay, why did it happen to me? I might not know the answer to that, but what can it do for me? And what can I do with this information? What can I do with this experience that I'm now being made to go through? Yeah, exactly. That you can take it two directions. One is you can look at the situation and go, man, there's like, this is tough. Or you can look at it and you go, because I'll tell people who have multiple sclerosis or whatever they're going through that the next version of you at the other side of this that they could be better than the version that you are right now that it might look different because some people are like man i can't do this and they list out all this stuff that they used to be able to do because some people they're in wheelchairs or they have trouble moving around or whatever that is but i'm like But that new version of you, like you can adapt to whatever it is that granted you probably go run a marathon or a mile or however long you want to, but your brain or another skill set or whatever it is that can grow and that can become better. And all those things that you might not have been good at before. You can get good at them now, and you. This version of you can be better than the old version of you. That that's a really important part. Uh, you know, a lot of us don't realize the part that you lose could actually make you stronger in so many different ways. 
when we grow through a process rather than go through a process, uh, the growing is really having that ability to take all the, the hardships that you're going through to see what you could do in the front. And somebody like yourself who wants to be uh, a role model and uh, the, have the ability to say, look, I did, it, did this, you can do it as well. Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah, no. So now I, I know one of the things we also spoke about is that, you know, you have some learning problems. Uh, you know, we were talking about the neurodiverse and, you know, and most of us fit on that category, right? There's different ranges, not all of us, but there's, there's the majority, you know, it's not those people. It's mostly those people who, who might not have a, a challenge along the way. Uh, how do you overcome that as well? Uh because it sounds like you're a very educated person, and I know from the conversations you're very well read. You're able to get your thoughts out in a coherent way. How do you manage all the things that you that you need to manage, both physically, mentally, and uh, spiritually? Yeah, for those of so for everybody who doesn't know in the crowd, I'm on the high functioning spectrum of Asperger's and autism. And so growing up that I'll that growing up learning different school was always schoolwork was always a challenge. So it would always take me longer to memorize and go through schoolwork than it did everybody else. And reading was painful at one point. And so one thing that helped me out a ton was I Older, when especially when I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, that I looked at if my physical ability went away, then I had to work on my mental capabilities. So I learned how to speed read. I learned how to study information better. And I took Jim Quick's reading course and I took his Quick student course and just as I got older and I worked more and more on myself that I just looked for little life hacks from this person, from that person. I didn't really care who it came from as long as it helped me get better and improve that I just look for all of those to help me out and improve. And because of the Asperger's, that discipline is when I really, really want something Discipline's there, and then I've had to work on when I don't want something to work on because that can be a double-edged sword. I'm really in or I'm really out. So I've had to work on that, and it's just getting everything to where everything gets aligned, and I'm learning as best as possible. And whatever weaknesses, look for somebody who that's a strength and learn from them as much as possible. Well, that that's really good. And that's one of those stories I talk about is find out what you're good at and the things that you're not good at, it's okay to outsource it or to just drop it away depending on what you need. Uh, you know, because it sounds like you really are a very resourceful person in, in overcoming everything that you, that you need to overcome. Yeah, you have to be. That with <laughs> you've, because growing up, I've looked back at my 
you know how you look back at, oh man, I went through this growing up and this growing up and all this different. And you see how all these rivers, how all these smaller channels went into that one river where you are right now. And you see how all those things built, how all those things made you into who you are right now then you see, oh man, like all those difficulties that I looked at in the past, how there was all these challenges that all those help define and make me into who I am right now. So instead of looking at those as weakness, there are things that hold you back. They're all things that added to who you are today and they made you into the best of yourself. Lee. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That, uh, you know, how it, it, you bring yourself back and keep focusing on exactly what you need to do to go forward. Exactly. Yep. Now, um, so as, as you start doing that and as you start keep focusing and keep growing, uh, what are some of the goals that you have? I mean, because you're working with people. Let's take that step back. So you, you've been working with people, uh, and how does that strengthen you by seeing other people in situations like you, you know, to look back and realize where you've come from is where the people that you're working with currently are. So you, you're not only are you a role model, but it also I hope you take time to look back at yourself to the successes and the growth that you've come through. Yeah. So one thing that, that adds, so seeing, so one thing that adds to my fire is seeing other people with their challenges and then them overcoming those challenges and helping them through that. But when somebody overcomes a challenge, that that's extremely rewarding because some of these challenges that I've gone through the same thing myself mm-hmm. and some of them are new challenges where I get to learn and I get to learn from my clients as much as they're learning from me because the they're, uh, they're a teacher to me as well. So as much as I'm helping them out, helping them out with their journey and their story, they're helping me out with mine because whatever they're doing to make themselves better, grow to that next version of themselves, then that adds to who I am. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Because, uh, and, and that's the really important part about coaching. You, not only might you have more information in, in, in certain areas, but we're also learning from people who are at the beginning of the journey or reminding us. There's a lot of times we need to be reminded of what our journey looks like or where we were. Uh, it's not always easy. We sometimes forget about the beginning of that journey. How do you always, yeah. how do you, so besides coaching, what else do you do to put yourself back in that mindset to always remember to where you're, you're coming from and where, where you're going. So I 
read as much as possible. That helps me learn different things that help myself out with plus clients. But one thing that helps me out a ton is I have a morning routine, which, which um, helps revitalize me every single day. And that's extremely important. And some of it's just talking to friends and family by talking to other people. That's a energy source for me because I'm a people person. Mm. So when I get to spend time talking to other people or I'm extremely close to my dad and some other friends. So whenever I get to talk to them, that's refreshing for me just because I get to talk to them, share my, share what's going on in my head, and then they can help me out with whatever they're thinking wise. And all that helps me out and all that refreshes me and it helps me become a better person every so often. Having in a while, when I was first diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, I saw a lot of live music. Mm. concerts and pretty much every single genre that you can think of that's pretty much went that's in saw just because i realized that there's a healing aspect to music Mm. it doesn't really matter what genre it is just because there was there's a radio station that i've listened to a bunch and there's a there's some big music festivals in New Orleans area and there's a jazz and blues festivals in Baton Rouge. But the, I went two years in a row. I won tickets to the one music festival, one of the big ones there. And so just being around all those people feeling the healing vibes coming off of the music and seeing everybody do whatever, that like all that was a lot of healing and it was also really cool to see how much I healed from the first year compared to the second year because the first year I went it was extremely muddy and fell down a bunch of times and then the next year I went like all the issues and trouble that I had that pretty much all disappeared so I was like oh wow that's really cool so there, so taking all that and then putting that, that's one of the ways that I've used to refresh, relax, and help recharge me. Okay. Well, you know, I love, love all those R's, but I also love that, that story because it, that only, it also got to show you how much growth you did with the changes you were going, where the first year was a little bit more challenging, and through the growth, the learning, the strengthening of your body that you were able to do, really took you to that next level that really up-leveled your life. And, you know, by up-leveling your life, you then got to be able to do that much more. And you're right, uh, music is energy. Uh, What other type of energy things do you use to, you know, put yourself in that right mindset? It's not just all about music. Though music is really powerful, it can help us pull us out of almost anything if we choose it to to allow that that magical energy to to be used. Yeah, so I'll do breath work. So every single morning I do, so I wake up, I'll drink my lemon water, and then I'll go, I'll 
walk around for five minutes just saying that saying things like every way and every day I'm getting stronger and stronger things that memorize and help build to me then I'll walk around for three minutes thinking gratitude and then I'll go off and I'll do Tony Robbins priming and then I'll do some breath work and then I'll do my morning meditation and I will do some so I'll do so meditation devotion and then get some journaling in and then that's the that's a lot of the big energy work that I do that helps me out every single day. I found that between the meditation and the breath work, that that puts me in a mental state where it's like this zen-like state mm-hmm. to where I'll go throughout my entire day and I feel better. I feel a difference when I do it and I don't do it and it's just huge. All right, that's awesome. Uh, and and uh, you know, I want everybody to take a, a a listen to that. And if they didn't, if they missed it, listen to it again. There's nothing physically that he that, that Michael just mentions, right? Breath work. You could be sitting anywhere you want to do breath work or meditation. It doesn't have to be in a special location. Uh, you know, putting yourself in the, in that mindset, having that ability. Again, none of these things are necessarily age related or even physically related in that I want to make sure that everybody understands everybody can do this to help you yourself. It's not only people with autoimmune deficiencies, it's everybody could do it. And it's a shift. It's a huge shift in their lives. And you know, this that's what really this episode is about is to make sure what we do and what we input ourselves, the diet, have the mindset and also the whatever physical we could do. The breath work is just sitting. Meditation is just sitting. Uh, I love that. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, even the first person who I ever heard really talk about yoga and who did it, he was in a wheelchair. So even the things that you think that are difficult that you might have trouble with, that you can find accommodations to fit whatever that guy was in the wheelchair and he did yoga and he was a huge name that even if you're in a wheelchair or whatever your physical ability is that whether it's breath work, whether it's meditation, whether it's yoga, havening or whatever that the majority of this stuff that it doesn't really require you to be that physical doing it and some people take to extremes and do all the crazy poses when it comes to yoga but you don't have to do that and that's just an example but you can still go off and do a ton of steps and things to mentally help yourself out as much as possible Thank you for making sure that we we understood that because it really is important that, you know, any physical, and it doesn't have to be the same resistance. So I'll just ask you that question. You know, the resistance that you might have might be different than somebody else based on your your physical abilities and their physical abilities, either better or worse or or 
but it still is the point, and the important part is to do it, right? Just like Nike right. says, just do it. Yeah, when I was in college, I lifted a ton. I was a gym rat, and I could lift all these crazy – my deadlift, my squat, and my bench, when you added them all up together, it was over a 1,000 pounds. But the I'd lift with a friend. He wasn't as strong as I was. So we get to leg day – and we'd be doing some squats, and I could see him struggling with the weight after a while. He'd get the first set in just fine, start struggling the second set, third set, he'd struggle uh, after a while. That, like, when I saw him struggle, I'd tell him, rack the weight. And then I'd take off weight, and then I'd make him finish out the set. And mm. I'd tell him at the end, I'd go, or while we were doing it whenever in that process, God tell him, it's not about keeping up with me. It's about keeping up with you. And because if you aren't doing what you can to the best of your ability and you're trying to keep up with ever with other people or whatever that looks like, because when it gets to chest day, his bench was a lot stronger than mine was. So I would never try and lift the same way that he would lift just because it would hurt me. And when we look at where other people are compared to where we are, that we can get into keeping up with the Joneses and trying to do what they're doing. And everybody forgets that everybody started at a certain point. So it's not about starting where they are right now. It's about starting where you are and then growing up to wherever you can get to be. Because if you start off where they are and you have trouble and you don't grow as much as you could, because that's the big issue when you're lifting weights and you're trying to keep up with stronger people and you just can't do the same weight that you do. If you try and do the same weight that they're doing and you struggle the entire time, instead of starting off at a lower weight and building up to that bigger weight, how, how much you grow, that's limited and you never get to where you could be. And that's also, you know, I just want to, I love everything that you've been saying, Michael, I, you know, but it also applies to not only physical pieces. It talks about mental also. Not everybody's at the same place. And we have to sometimes meet people where they're at, not where we want them to be at or where we want to be at. Right. We, we, we watch Tony Robbins and we're like, oh, that's so easy to do to be at that level. It's not, and, and you know, or at any level that you and I are on, uh, you know, because it's, you had to do the reps. So to go back to that physical piece, you have to go do the reps. You have to do the work. If you don't do the work or aren't able to do the work, you have to start on a slower piece. You know, the the reason why Michael's where he's at or I'm where I'm at is because I've done the reps. We've done the reps and had that ability to grow through the things that we needed to, to to get that strength where we are. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, and, I didn't realize this uh, when to unleash the power within that at one point, Tony Robbins had an eviction notice on his doorstep Mm -hmm. and he was overweight and 
he was worried that his car was going to get impounded for the second time because it ran out of gas on the side of the interstate and all this and where he is right now is definitely not where he was when he started out. And when you hear somebody like Tony Robbins go walk past the eviction notice on my door Mm -hmm. and overweight and I sat down, I had to think about all this different stuff. You're like, oh man, like if Tony Robbins went through all that stuff, like whatever I have happening to me, like I can overcome that. For sure. You know, we can all overcome whatever we set our mind to do. And that's the, the really powerful piece is how do we overcome it and, and what do we do with it? That's why when we talk, when we spoke earlier about, you know, what are you living through? What are you growing through? The challenges that you might have faced, are you growing through it or going through it? And by growing through it, you've definitely grown through all the challenges that you can. And I can't imagine, you know, what you've had to go deal with. And really, 2018 is really just a few years ago. So the growth right. that you've had in the four years, uh, as well as struggles alongside your whole life, has really brought you some amazing learning and ability to help people move forward. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we all start somewhere different and then we grow Mm -hmm. and get to where we can be at our best. And then we can teach other people all that and help them get to the best version of themselves. And remember that, we got to keep on going no matter what happens. And this is just the beginning and keep on growing and working on becoming my best version of myself because I'm definitely not there yet. Okay. Well, we keep growing, right? We're either growing or yep. we're dying, but you're definitely more, more uh, in a better place than, than you were because of all the learnings. Yeah. Uh, so what are some of the things that you want to do uh, other than, well, how, how can we contact you? So if there's people who would like to contact you to ask some questions, what's the best way for them to contact you? Yes, I'm pretty active on Facebook, social media. That's one way that you can get in touch with me. It's just my name, Michael Blinds. And then you can contact me by email autoimmune lifestyle t at gmail.com or you can go ahead and give me a phone call my phone number is 208-242-6947 and i love to hear from you all right that's awesome now you've given us so many great seeds of knowledge or, or gems is there one that you can get that you could give us like as a parting to make sure that we focus on on one specific thing uh, just as a, as a parting gift. Yeah, just, I would say that I was on a show and they asked me what advice would I give my younger self? And that's the first time anybody ever asked me that question. I had to think about for a little while. I went, be better than me. Mm. And her face, her mouth just dropped a little bit she was like oh wow i was like just because in all of our journeys that we can look back and we can say oh man like it would have been good if i would have stopped this and being that you were yesterday then 
you improve and you get better because you're only competing with who you are yesterday. So you're not, I'm not competing with you. I'm not competing with I'm just competing with who I was yesterday. And I'm helping myself grow and become that best version to where, and it sort of goes back to the, so much of the 1% rule to where you're just working on getting better just by 1%. That yep. That's not a huge tough percentage, but every single all that adds Imagine if you were to be better than, if you were to learn from all your mistakes, if you were to be better than you were yesterday, push your work getting there by 1%. Imagine the person that you can become. Yeah, no, that's that's the really important part is really being better than who you were yesterday. And I really appreciate it because I knew who you were yesterday and I know who you are today. And uh, you just keep getting better and better, Michael. I really so appreciate uh, you taking your time today. And I just thank you. And I, I'm, I'm honored to know you and call you my friend. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. It means a lot. And for everybody else, as always, we just want to wish you peace and love as we will wish Michael as we're leaving, as we're wrapping up. But when you have that peace and love within yourself, start that within yourself. And when you do, you'll be able to hit your sweet spot. And when you take that swing, non-negotiables, boundaries, but hit your sweet spot and knock it out of the park. Thank you so much and have a great day. I'm really glad that you're enjoying our show. Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat is brought to you by Launchpad 516 Studios. Executive produced by David Chemetsky and George Andriopoulos. Music selections by James Grant, Zach Nelson, and James Gaither, and licensed through Storyblock. Sound effects and sponsorship music licensed through Epidemic Sound. Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat is hosted with Podbean. Subscribe to our show wherever podcasts are available. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and share with all of your friends. Follow us on Facebook at Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat. Follow me, Uncle Dave, Dave Shemetsky, on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Clubhouse. You can find all those links and more info at davidshemetsky.com. For show ideas, feedback, guest inquiries, or just a chat, reach out to me at peacelovebringabat at gmail.com. For sponsorship and media inquiries, reach out to peacelovebringabat at lp516.com. Make sure to follow all the great podcasts produced by Launchpad 516 Studios. Today's journey has come to a close, my friends. I hope the seeds of peace and love continue to grow for each one of you. Remember that peace and love surrounds you and will assist you to rise again. But don't forget to bring a bat for what you believe in. Namaste. Namaste.